so we are in uh, our series, Speak, and it's talking about the Lord speaking to us. So it's not really so much a series on confession of us speaking out, but it's actually a series on faith of us hearing God speak. Because where does faith come from? Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, or faith comes by hearing the rhema of God, because the Greek word uh, for word the, right there, hearing by the word of God, that is the Greek word for rhema, which is uh, God speaking to you or the spoken word of God or when God speaks to you. Now, I've been emphasizing this because the life of faith is not a life that is dull or boring. And so the life of faith and the life of faith, you're not out on your own. Like you're not in the life of faith. If you're living by faith, you're not just um, per se, just saying whatever you want to say. And then that's what you get. Well, you kind of do have what you say. But Jesus actually said concerning the word of God, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will and that'll be done for you or unto you. And so um, when we're talking about living a life of faith, uh, it's a requirement to live by faith that you hear the voice of God. And when I say the voice of God, I'm really talking about the word of God. And when I say the word of God, I'm not talking about letters and words arranged on pages of paper or on display screens. <laughs> because uh, if you've been a born-again believer for very long and you've heard what different theologians have said is the truth, uh, you know really quickly that they may have studied their whole life, 35, 40 years in uh, their professional work, and have pretty much zero faith in action in their life. Uh, they actually trust God less. And yet they've been claiming to deal in the words of God. Well, you know who else deals in the words of God? Is Satan himself. I mean, that's how he's tempting Jesus. He, he twists the word. Actually... You know, there's something called in Bible interpretation where understanding the Bible is called the law of first mentions. That means how this was first used in the word of God, you can find out like that's going to help you interpret how it's used every other time. So if you look over in Genesis, you find out that the first thing that happened when God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat of that tree. You can eat of any tree in the garden you want, any tree, but not that one. Well, what did Satan do? Well, he took those words and he twisted those words. And he began to make her question and wonder. There was a, there was a little, uh, maybe a, I think it was a mini movement, but I don't know because I only knew my perspective in the region I was in. But uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you know, there was this whole uh, move among many young people uh, that you should ask a lot of questions. Well, I love asking questions. Questions are good. Uh, but this movement was actually asking questions for the purpose of rebellion, yeah. really not the purpose of an answer. Right. It's, it's like, uh, I'm just going to question everything you do. Exactly. It wasn't like, can you explain to me how you learned to do all of that or what this actually means? No, it was for the purpose of rebellion. And so uh, th that's really how the devil asks questions, yeah. is he's trying to create division, contention, rebellion, strife. 
And um, so to hear the words of God spoken alone without the Spirit of God making those words real to you will not bring faith. But I don't want anybody to misunderstand. Uh, we're not talking about a feeling that you have. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And sight there can represent all of your feelings, all of the realm of uh, the felt realm where we interact in this life. Well, what happens? Well, if you have an area in the word of God where your life is contrary to that word, well, you can't just read it and say, mm. I'm, it's registering here, but it doesn't mean much to me, so I guess I need to move on to something else. Well, if that happens to me, well, the first thing I do, but I've been a believer for quite a while, is I'll pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what is this? Is there another scripture? What is it? Yeah. But if you find something in the word of God where your life is contrary, what do you do? What you should do is you start feeding on that scripture. You start chewing on that scripture unless the Lord leads you to a different one. And you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you because Jesus said he would be the teacher. The Holy Spirit would be the teacher. And actually the Holy Spirit would take everything that I've said to you and he reminds you and he'll make it real to you. He is the spirit of reality or the spirit of truth, Jesus said. And he said, Jesus said he'll take the things of mine and show it or declare it to you. And so um, we are reliant upon the Word of God and the Spirit of God. As a believer, you come, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus, created in Christ Jesus, uh, and you're actually created for good works or unto good works that you should walk in them. But the only way you can effectively do that is by faith. In other words, the only way you and I can effectively live for God is by being totally sold out to and reliant upon Him. Yeah. It's called Jesus is Lord. <laughs> it's the great confession, yeah. but it's not a confession that you should just make the time that you actually receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. I mean, in every situation of your life and my life, you ought, to declare, you ought to declare the Lordship of Jesus in that situation. You just start out by saying, Jesus is Lord. I had some friends that had some uh, very challenging times recently. I had some challenging times. And um, I was communicating. And first response I get from somebody is a scary situation. Response is, Jesus is Lord. And I thought, by, the, by you know, your words, you'd be justified, you'd be condemned. So Jesus is Lord. Yeah. In other words, God's got it. Yeah. God's got it. Well, man, that's a great declaration in, in the midst of defeat. Yeah. Do you say, I, yeah, I, I can't explain all this stuff. I don't want to get into all this stuff because even when I get in all this stuff, it overwhelms me and then I get thinking in the flesh and I get reasoning out. I have no business being there, so I'm just going to declare over this, Jesus is Lord. Amen. I can't explain everything, but I know Jesus is Lord. Amen. And that declaration is saying, for me, I am looking to my Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of my life in every arena. And so I'm letting him decide and him call the shots. That's why I say I kinda, you kind of chuckle. It's better to chuckle than to get upset. But some people say like, how can you believe that uh, you can find in the word of God something God says is yours and then you have the audacity 
to tell God he has to do it. <laughs> and I think, first of all, um, <laughs> if you're in fellowship with the Lord, uh, you don't talk with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, we're not like demanding of the Lord. I say, you know, it's just like I tell my children sometimes, uh, hey, uh, I want to ride bikes, but I want you on Saturday. So you remind me on Saturday to ride bikes. And somebody could see my kids from the outside come and said, uh, Daddy, let's go ride bikes. And somebody might say, the audacity of those kids to just come up and say, let's go ride bikes. Right. And I said, well, I told them to remind me to ride bikes. <laughs> right? Well, that's no different than the Lord. He said, put me in remembrance. Declare. You declare. He said, declare thou in the King James. That means you declare. Not, I'm sitting waiting for the Lord to declare. Lord, like... When are you going to take this pressure off me? Oh, Lord, uh, when are you going to take this sickness off me? Like, I, I've been waiting for a long time, and don't you think I, I've endured it long enough now? Like, uh, you're going to take it off now? He said, no, I'm not going to take it off now. <laughs> right? That's what he said, basically. Because he said, I already did. Yeah. Sorry. By whose stripes you were healed. He said, uh, I, I already did everything I'm going to do about that. What are you going to do about it? You know, there was, I don't know if I told it last week or not, but it was, uh, uh, oh, who was the guy in the prison with the water dripping on him? Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't remember his name either. But uh, he's somebody that probably uh, some of you would know. And uh, so he was in, in prison for preaching the gospel. And he's there in the prison, and he, he's, this water just keeps dripping on him, you know. And so he's praying, Lord, you got to stop this water. You got to stop this water from dripping on me. This is like torture. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, no, you stop it. And so then the, the man stopped and he commanded the water to stop and it stopped. <coughs> In other words, I have given you authority. I have given unto you authority. But we don't, the natural mind doesn't, doesn't uh, can't grab hold of that. In fact, the natural mind cannot grab hold of the word of God. Because holy men of old wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is a Holy Spirit written book. And it actually can only be understood by the author. The Holy Spirit will actually bring it, make it real to you. In other words, um, Paul said in Corinthians, we are writing spiritual things to them that are spiritual. Well, you might sit there and think, everybody else in here is spiritual, but I am not spiritual. Well, actually, the Bible says, if you have been born again, that you are spiritual. The reason that you're having trouble understanding it is you're trying to comprehend the Word of God, which is a spiritual book written for spiritual people. Actually, if you look at the New Testament, every book in the New Testament was written by somebody that was not only born again, but filled with the Holy Ghost. That's interesting. And so, <laughs> you're trying to understand it with the natural mind and not looking to the Spirit on the inside. So man is, uh, humankind is a three-part being. First of all, we are a spirit. And we live inside this body. And we 
have or possess a soul. And your soul includes your mind, your will, and your emotions. Well, most people, you know, uh, that's a scripture in Thessalonians that I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body. Well, most people in quoting that will say your body, soul, and spirit. They reverse the order exactly. Why? Well, most people are most familiar with their body first, then their mind, third, their spirit. Well, if you're going to live that way, then you're going to miss out on a lot of the blessings that the Lord has. And you're not really going to uh, be conscious of what he's saying to you. Remember the old... Um, Radios. <laughs> I never thought, I guess when you're young, you maybe struggle with pride in more ways than what you are aware. Everybody struggles with pride, but especially when you're young, I think it can be a bigger challenge. So I never thought when I was younger that I heard people talking about, you know, I really miss how this was. <laughs> and I thought, don't you just like, like the modern stuff? Like, what, you know, what's wrong with you, right? Well, now I'm one of those people that I'm like, hmm, it's kind of nice. I put a cassette tape in the car. It never, like, skipped to some other place and played something else. It was always where I left off. And it would just, if I hit play, it would play. I, it didn't, like, have to have, like, five apps in this one app. So last night, I, man, I, I, I did get in the flesh just a little bit because we got this... We have this, you know, you ever get this, uh, if you buy stuff on Amazon Prime, well, you get points on your card, you know, I'm paid off every month, but you get points, and so these points, so, so we had, like, several years ago, we had bought this, um, it's called a Sonus speaker system, and we had bought two speakers, so we could listen, because we have a lot of Bible teaching I love to listen to all the time, and so, but you can program each room separately, and because we knew we'd be moving, I didn't want to have something that was permanently installed in the house at that time, and so anyhow, so we had some bonus money, and we wanted to get two more speakers, because Evie in particular loves to listen to the word while she's going to bed, and there wasn't a speaker in her room, uh, or our room, actually, so um, we got two more speakers, and so last night, I'm in bed, just kind of about falling asleep. Actually, I did fall asleep, and one of my kids woke me up. And, but I had this uh, sermon playing, and I was listening to the sermon. And my wife tried to make an adjustment on the system, well, because you can adjust it with your phone and everything. <laughs> well, and then I was like, no, no, no. I said, I'm listening to that. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. So she puts her phone in her pocket. And she was doing something with the kids, and she bumped. Somehow, the app turned on. And it took, I was probably 40 minutes in, but I don't actually know. Because when I run, I listen to preaching. So if I hear something that I want to remember, I'll look at the time that, that, that it was at, right? So I can write it down or go back or I'll make a recording right there. And I'll say what the Holy Spirit said in my heart. I was like, so I don't lose it. So I was half sleeping, so I didn't have that. So she bumps it and it goes all the way back to the beginning. Oh, I did flesh out for a second. I'm like, Melanie, what did you do? And I thought to myself, if I had been listening to a cassette tape, this would not have happened. I thought, this modern technology, you can put it in every room and sync it up and there's no delay, but it skips all the way back to the beginning. So if you remember like the radios, you could actually tune into a station 
in analog. So, and as you're driving, if you're driving, maybe you're not close to a big city, or you're not in a big city, but you're getting close, and you can, based on the, the valleys, the hills, and the clouds, and how much the signal can bounce off, you may catch it, you may not. So all of a sudden, you're going, and you're like 70 miles out, and you're getting a great signal, and then all of a sudden, you go around the corner, oh, you're not getting it. But before that, then you start tuning it, and you, can, you hear a lot of static, and other stations are bleeding over into that station, yeah. right? And But then finally, once you get it, you're like, whoo! I can hear, and it's a good signal. <laughs> well, that's much, much of the time what it's like hearing from God. Because you have all of these other inputs, and they're drowning out. But you're so far away from the Lord. I don't mean physically, because God lives on the inside of you. I mean mentally. Your thoughts are some other place. Uh, you know, you have a will. And by your will, you decide. Am I going to let my spirit be in charge or I'm going to let human reasoning be in charge yeah. or worse, am I just going to do with whatever feels good? Mm-hmm. And so the reason that maybe you're kind of like, well, everybody else is more spiritual than me. I'm not spiritual. Well, actually, if you're born again, you are spiritual. But you're just not living from that reality. And you're probably waiting to feel spiritual before you act spiritual. Well, you're going to be waiting a long time. Sometime you might feel spiritual. You might wake up and be like, oh, I feel so spiritual. God is good. Do you see that sunrise? And then somebody cuts you off in traffic, and that's the end of the goodness of God. No, we walk by faith, not by sight. So number one thing from hearing from God is you act on the word. And what does the word say? Well, the word says that you are his sheep and you know his voice. So if you start out thinking, I don't know his voice, or if I would just live better, I would know his voice. Well, what do you mean when, when that thought comes? What does that thought carry with it? Because in one sense, that's true. In other words, if you don't read the word, you're probably not going to hear the Lord speak to you very much. So the more you read the word, the more you're available and he's available and his words are available for his spirit to... In other words, he confirms his word. So you're trying to speak somebody else's word. He's not confirming that. He's confirming his words. Actually, even with signs following. So you got to be in the word. But if, if your mentality is, you know, uh, I just don't do enough good stuff or whatever. Well, the good works, good things, don't get you any closer to God. Mm-hmm. And they don't gain you any favor with God. Like if I could do enough good things, then he will listen to me. That's works mentality. Uh, you don't even come to Christ that way. Mm-hmm. In my life, I like to uh, kind of judge everything by my initial salvation experience. So in other words, in order to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, which comes after salvation, do I have to do a bunch of stuff to qualify? Well, let's think. Did I have to qualify to be born again? Well, something had to be met in order for me to be born again. 
in order for me to be recreated, there had to be like no sin, no mistakes, perfect. Well, that disqualifies every human (laughs) except one, Jesus Christ. So there was a requirement. But for me to receive that, actually the requirement was that I didn't bring any of my junk, good or bad. But I came with Jesus' junk which was all good. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so we walk by faith and not by sight. And in faith, so faith is trusting God, faith is believing God, right? Faith is acting on the word of God. Or faith is doing what God makes real to you or reveals to you. So if you're, if you're reading the word of God and it comes alive to you and you see it, faith is present right there. You, you ought to act. Because why? Because you're not going to fall when you act on that. Amen. There is solid ground. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, uh, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So in faith, if you're living by faith, there is no pressure and there is no performance. He that believes, the Bible says, he that believes, that's the same root Greek word as faith. He that has faith, you could say, but he, the, the word of God through the Holy Spirit had the wisdom to say, he that believes. So he that is acting out of belief, he that believes, has entered into rest. That's in Hebrews chapter four. He that believes has entered into rest. So you're not pressured when you're acting in faith. And then there's no performance in faith. So you're not trying to perform at a certain level or if I do this, then God will do this. If I say this, then God will do this. Now, however, it is true. If you believe the word of God and you speak that as true, that will come to pass. But that's not a result of works. That's a result of trust and belief. Faith, it's a result of faith, right? Um, faith always has a good report. So faith does faith not come up with a negative report. In other words, what I'm trying to say is these people that are talking about God is sovereign. I believe in the sovereignty of God. You can't just go and say this and have that. And how, 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 do, you, how do you say like you could do that? You know, you don't believe in the sovereignty of God. Don't you believe God is in control of everything and, you know, that uh, God's just deciding everything and, like, they're people that believe in fate or something. You know? If you buy a new bicycle and leave it on the railroad tracks and a train comes and just busts it up, well, that must have been the will of God is how they would think. (laughs) No, you left your bike in the middle of the tracks. Right? Well... (laughs) I kind of I get a chuckle because I was running a couple months ago meditating on some of this stuff and I thought about that and I thought, that is hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious because people that think that way don't actually believe in the sovereignty of God. Right? They actually believe more in experiences of man than what the Bible says and people that they accuse of not believing in the sovereignty of God actually believe more in the sovereignty of God because if you're a person of faith, you are totally relying upon what God says and how God leads you. You can't actually separate living by faith from being led by the Spirit. The two go together. 
I mean, from the moment, the inception of your salvation came by hearing about God and being led by the Spirit. Because you can't even come to God if the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you and reveal to you that you need Him. So you actually responded to what was said and you respond, you know, that you heard somebody preach. How can they believe without a preacher right here without a preacher? Somebody declaring. So you heard a declaration and then the Holy Spirit convicted you. What? He actually made real to you what was preached. So the life of faith is totally dependent upon God. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you're going to ask whatever you want. It'll be done for you. Why? Because your life is fed off of the words of God. Mm-hmm. So you begin to act like God and think like God. And then whatever you declare a thing, it'll be done. Over in Isaiah, uh, a few chapters over from um, I'm he that blots out your transgressions, don't remember your sins. He said, concerning my sons, I love this scripture, concerning my sons, and the work of my hands command you me. God said that. He said, you tell me what to do. Well, that's what Abraham did. Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, wait, was it? Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah. He's pleading there. The Lord said, I'm going to destroy the city. He's like, Lord, that would be so far from you because you are a righteous God. What if there's 50 righteous? Would you do it? He said, well... Okay, no, for 50 righteous, I wouldn't do it. He's like, well, I know you're merciful and everything. I just want to make sure you're staying merciful (laughs) towards me. But it would be okay if I said 40? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, for 40, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, sure, for 40, I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he went down and down and down. Isn't that amazing? The, The... Yeah, the authority, but the relationship and the rapport of a man with God. Abraham is the father of faith. Well, sometimes you do that and it, because it says, let us plead together. <laughs> sometimes you plead your case and then the Lord pleads his case. <laughs> But when you're living by faith and walking by faith, if you feel like you're under pressure, this is so hard, I can't do this, you are not living by faith. You're trying to live by faith by works. You know, you can live by faith by works. You can live by grace by works. You can live by anything by works. Flesh wants works. Flesh wants to say, look, I worked on this really hard. Isn't it so beautiful? Look at it. Look at it. Or when flesh is down on itself, flesh is like, I messed up so bad. My bad mess up was worse than anybody else's bad mess up. So I don't qualify. So either I'm trying to qualify because of everything I did, or I'm declaring that I'm completely disqualified because of everything I did. And then I'm completely discounting everything that Jesus did. The power of the blood of Jesus. Did we forget about the blood? The very life of Jesus was poured out for us to have freedom from the devil, yeah, 
but freedom from our unrenewed and unborn again selves. So if you're a believer and you're like overcome by your weaknesses and your failings, the thought of them, uh, you ought to study about the blood of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus. Because um, I was kind of like uh, not thrilled with myself several years ago. I don't even remember what it was, but you know, anyhow. And um, I was thinking about this. And uh, the Lord kind of <laughs> spoke to me on the inside. He said, are you saying that the blood of my son is not worthy? And I'm like, oh, no, I would never say that. <laughs> He's like, are you saying that? And I said, I guess I am saying that. And I would never say that. So I realized I wasn't approaching the Lord in light of the power of the blood of Jesus and what he had done. But yet if you had asked me, if you just passed me and said, um, uh, are you dishonoring the power of the blood of Jesus? I'd be like, no, I would never do that. Yet I was. I was. I wasn't living in consciousness of it. You can come up here. And um, so to live by faith and to walk by faith, you've got to respond from your spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly or the most inward parts of who you are. And as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So your declaration should be, I am a child of God and I am led by God. And then you should look to the inside where he lives. And when you look to the inside, you know, uh, it's said that conscience is the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of your mind. And feeling is the voice of your flesh. So that's why I like in Romans chapter 4, where Abraham, he, he did according to that which was spoken, not according to that which he felt. And also, Corinthians says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, you just declare over yourself that I walk by faith and not by sight. That I am a child of God and I know his voice and other voices I don't follow. And you walk in that light. And then that same inward witness that you had when you were born again, because the... the Spirit himself bears witness that we are the children of God. That same affirmation, confirmation. Paul said uh, before the voyage, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with peril and much trouble. He didn't say God spoke to me and told me. He said, I perceive. Another place he said, it seems good to me and the Holy Ghost. So there's like, I perceive, it seems good to me, inward witness. None of these are distinct, clear, specific words where you could only put just these words on it and that's what fits it. But it's a witness, right? That's why you'll say, the Lord spoke to me like this or said this. And well, what we mean when we say that most of the time is I had an inward witness. And um, really the first way to know that is, you know you've passed from death to life because you love. So you actually, you have a miracle if you are born again. You have the miraculous, which is the love of God. And so you go back to that place, that same love, where that love constrains you or causes you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. And that love will give you a witness. You say, I don't know how the Lord's leading me. Well, don't do it. But think about doing something outside of love that you wanted to do and how your spirit would respond, right? And you'll be like, ooh, I'm not going with that. I'm not doing that. And then look back at times when you know the Lord led you. 
and see what you perceived on the inside. And uh, we'll have to do more of that next week or after Easter, depending on how we do. Stand with me, if you would. You are qualified, the, or the qualification to hear from God is to be born again. Now, you can hear from God before you're born again. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin because you don't believe on Jesus. But if you want to have a living uh, relationship with the Lord, you have to be born again. You must be born again. You must be born from above. Jesus told Nicodemus, you have to be born from above. And so with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here this morning and you are not born again, salvation is not something that you just grow up and you are born again the whole time growing up. You must receive him. The Bible says as many as received Jesus, uh, they're the ones he gave the right to be the children of God. And so it's not based on what you do, whether you think you do a lot of good things. So many people think uh, this person obviously is a Christian because they do, do so many good things. The tragedy, the reality is you could live a whole life, a full life into your 90s or 100s and do good things all the time and still go to hell and miss heaven because salvation has nothing to do with the good things that you do except for once you are born again, you have a desire to do the good things. But the good things that you do do not produce salvation. Salvation only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, and you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, slip up your hand. I want to pray with you, and I want to pray for you. Don't live another minute on your own. Declare Jesus is Lord. If you're here and you have been a Christian, but man, you let a lot of other things come in and get in the way, and you just feel so far from the Lord right now, like uh, you don't have any place with Him, well, that's not even really true, but you can come back right now. If you'd like to come back, I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. And thirdly, if you're here and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you'd like to, man, you receive power from on high when you are filled with the Spirit. Slip up your hand. We want to pray with you and pray for you. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Oh, how we love you. Oh, how you love us. Your love for us goes beyond our natural mind. The height, the width, the depth, the breadth, the extents of your love toward us and for us in every situation. Father, I pray this morning, right now, that each and every person that's listening to my voice, that you would open up unto us knowledge of that love as we've never known him before. Father, that we be somewhat acquainted with that love that goes beyond our natural mind. Father, thank you for the love that you love us with. That love that picks us up when we are down. That love that believes in us when everyone else gave up. That love that cares for us watchfully and affectionately. That love that surrounds us like a shield. Father, we thank you for your love. That your love is greater than our mistakes. That your love is greater than our weaknesses. Oh, Father. Oh, for your love. Oh, hallelujah. I pray, Father, that you would strengthen us in our inner man, our inner being and personality, that Christ may 
live and dwell in our hearts by our trust and faith in Him and in You. Oh, hallelujah. Father, that we may be filled to all of Your fullness. Filled to all Your fullness in every part of our life. Father, I thank You that You are the one that gives us understanding and direction oh and clarity oh father that you are outside of time but that you have the perfect timing father we pray right now for those that are making decisions in this place for the perfect timing and the perfect place and the perfect relationships in the name of jesus hallelujah Oh, that you made preparation. Preparation before we even became aware of the change. That you made preparation. Oh, hallelujah. And that you have prearranged, prearranged things. Oh, Father, we thank you for preparation made by you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You are the best planner in every detail. Oh, the finest details. The smallest details taken care of. Taken care of ahead of time. We just declare, let's declare this with me. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. That Jesus is Lord over every aspect of our lives. Hallelujah. And Father, I pray for our affections. What draws our desires and attention. I plead the blood of Jesus over our affections. Father, that we have a heart after you and after your kingdom. All that we hunger and thirst for righteousness, for then we shall be filled. We will be filled. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, our hearts thirst for you. Our flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see your power and your glory, just like we've seen you in the sanctuary. Oh, Father, oh, that your glory would be uh, shown among the people not just in our times of intimacy with you, but, Father, in our daily comings and goings. All for your glory, your glory, all your glory upon the earth. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Yeah, even shining upon the faces of believers. Oh, hallelujah. Like a light in a dark world. Oh, like strength where there is weakness. Like deliverance where there are chains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. Let's, let's all lift our voice. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, you are good. Hallelujah. All of your ways are good. You're a good, good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Oh, we've come to worship you. We've come to exalt you. We've come to lift you up. We've come to follow you. We've come to draw near unto you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, no one does for us what you've done for us, what you do for us, what you do in us. Hallelujah. Oh, we look to you. 
We give you praise. We honor you. We lift our voices and hands and praise unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so walking, walking on the path of victory, walking on the path of light, walking where you don't have to flee because you're full of fear and full of fright, but walking with me hand in hand you see. Walking with me is not so difficult as you thought it might be. Walking with me is just looking on the inside and finding uh, from that place where I have led and I have guided and I have directed and walking on that path that's sh shown with light from my word. For my word will cause a great light to come before your path. And no, you may not see way, way, way down how your flesh would like to see and your mind would like to figure out, but actually you'll see the next step to take and the right place to go and so that you won't walk uh, too slow and you won't step out ahead of me, but you'll actually walk right in lockstep with me, one with me, in, in, in sync with me, and you'll walk out and it'll not be a fearful thing, but it'll be a thing of peace. It'll be a thing of grace where I'm able to show you even as you seek my face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You have something else? Are you Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Yes, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yes, and yet as you walk with me from the inside out, you'll see as you put your faith and trust even in my leading you, that things will begin to turn. Hallelujah. I'll turn your mourning into dancing. I'll turn your sorrow into joy. I'll turn your despair and your seeming defeat into victory and strength. And you'll look back and you'll laugh. 
and you'll say, the Lord has done good things for me. I'm so full of joy because he has set me free. Oh, he has caused me to walk instead of under the dominion of my enemies, on the necks of my enemies, so that they don't have a place in me any longer. And so I, I declare today that I'm not going to live the old way and the old life. I'm going to enter into the life of faith, and I'm going to enter into the life of rest and the life of joy, where Jesus is Lord, and I'm on my journey, full of faith, full of ability, and full of God. So I don't walk any longer with my feet shod, with weights and anchors and chains that would hold me back and pull me down. But I walk now far above all principality and power in the world, for I'm seated with him in heavenly places, and he has set me free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We receive your word, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen.